0: Yo, what's up, what's up? This is your man Gideon Webb. You are listening to the Entrepreneur for Life podcast, the number one podcast for you young entrepreneurs looking for some game and information to take you to the next level. Today I got a special guest, my homie King Tone.
1: Yo, yo, peace. How y'all doing? What's going on world?
0: And it's a special episode today. We're going to both talk about transitioning from the street life to the business life. How you can take some of those tools and principles you learned in the street life and apply them to everyday entrepreneur business life.
1: That's the jewel right there.
0: So first, Tone, I want to ask you, man, um, where are you from? How'd you get started in in um, your business? Tell me about it.
1: Yo, I got started in my business. First of all, my business is Greenest Thumb Landscaping. It's a landscaping slash kind of interior decorating slash kind of anything you need done type business will do. So um, how I got started in it, man, basically is uh kind of just really... Bought a lawnmower one day, and then I was doing my own lawn, and people was like, "Man, your lawn looks good. It looks extremely green and things like that." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, thanks." And you know, all the kudos and stuff I was getting, I was thinking like, "Man, what about if I can do these people' lawn who actually, you know, are intrigued by the way aesthetically how my lawn looks?" And from there, literally, I kind of just like bought a truck, and then I got some more uh, landscaping material, and um, it just kind of blossomed from there and it started from very simple uh, material like literally like a, a lawnmower and um, You know, we had rakes and we had uh, we had a weed whacker and then that started the business So technically the business started off, you know, basically I bought a truck and it was just a simple tools We didn't even have like the big tools or anything. Well, like well that.
0: let's back it up a little. Let's back it way up um, Rewind rewind, re- rewind. Let's back
1: it up. What was the first hustle you had as a kid? first hustle i had as a kid is i was selling papers on the corner so basically with every, yeah with, with, <laughs> with me with, with, my, with my brother i always tell this story go ahead yeah with my brother up here armageddon so basically man what we did is um every sunday we would be out there at about like 3 30 in the morning oh. and we were selling papers for a dollar 50 and for every dollar 50 we sold the paper for we got to keep 50 cent and we used to have like you know probably about like 100 papers or something like that so you know you knock all them back you know what I'm saying? That's you know, that that's some solid money. That's basically like for every hundred papers, you're almost gonna get yeah, $50 for it's every hundred, hundred papers, papers uh-huh. man. So, and we used started, to sell
0: like we used to sell a lot because we used yeah. to sell them together. It'd be like four of us out the same crew all, yeah, selling.
1: It will be posted like on the islands, so on a street, like basically if you're on a, uh, a urban or, or city street, you know, they got traffic going both ways, and there's an island in the middle. And uh, me and Gideon was on these islands, literally selling papers, and it, it was cool because. The thing is, even when we sold them, it was rare that the people actually gave us a dollar fifty. You know what I'm saying? They was giving us like five dollars, like, yo, keep the change.
0: Yeah, because these poor kids sitting out in the cold. Everybody bought a paper. This was before the internet. So everyone bought a paper.
1: Yep, so yeah, way before the internet. So basically if you got any news, basically you got it from watching the news in the morning or you got it from Sunday paper. Yeah, or you got it from the Sunday paper. So the Sunday paper was still a legitimate source of information. Thinking back
0: back though, you know, I would say that's the time that also taught me. The value of money and the value of a product, Um, because even though we were just making fifty cent Uh from those papers, we saw it as an opportunity to make one hundred fifty to three hundred dollars on a good Sunday. Correct. And so we never really looked at it like fifty cent a paper. And I look back on that like, you know, some kids might have looked at it like, what fifty cent a paper? Yeah. You know, but we looked at it like, man, if we work, and we work as a group, we can all get money go to the mall get close together mm-hmm. like it was really collective economics yeah. and we didn't even know and this was before the street life was introduced to either one of our lives so yeah, this definitely. was like youth life kids kind of open-minded my next question is um when and how did you get introduced to any form of the street life
1: well you know it it happened because obviously, you know, we kind of lived in an uh, urban area. So I can't say obviously because it's a lot of people that didn't come from urban areas. So, you know, obviously, you know, we live in a, a metropolis and, you know, we have vices. You know, we have vice crimes and a lot of things going on here. And, you know, it's unavoidable if you stay in the inner city. It's unavoidable. But so, for you,
0: was there anybody that introduced you or somebody? I mean, because even think, though they may have been a street individual doing illegal activity, yeah. You know, I'm sure, like yeah, like me, I, got, I learned a lot of entrepreneur skills from a lot of street dudes. Yeah,
1: I, it, well, basically, what I did is, you know, I don't want to mention any names, but you know, I, I, I've been taught the game, you know, the game from a lot of people. But what I did notice, you know, within
0: the... Uh, hold on, you got to take the business gotta, call. You know, yeah, take the, business the man's a uh, 24-hour working entrepreneur, so he got to work on his his family and his business at all times. We're we'll going to let him take that call. All right, come right to back, back to it. Your introduction back. to the street life, man. Uh, yo, was one so, of the first introduction. Yeah, like
1: I said before, I actually wanted my first introductions to the street life because I never had an OG that really just said, you know what, dude, I'm going to give you this and then you do this and, you know, I, I didn't have that movie thing. I had... I had a lot of people I knew around me that was hustling so my introduction to the street life really when I was even before I even started hustling or anybody was hustling any in the streets it was basically just seeing people from the streets and you know being like you know the people that was on the streets doing the drugs being your family members being whoever you know I have firsthand like kinda looking and seeing people around me actually being victims of the ghetto and victim of them streets so that was kinda my first taste of it before you know the money part. yeah before the, the before the money part it was actually seeing the conclusion and what can happen if you're involved in it and it was pros and cons it was like you were either doing extremely great or you doing extremely horrible there was like no median there was right. no gray area right. so
0: yeah I could say you know as a young person one of the things that stuck out to me before I even knew you know that people was bad <laughs> was <laughs> I was playing basketball with this kid and after the game we shook hands and he shook up like and he I'm like, yeah. What's that? And he like, Oh, you ain't that? And I'm yeah. like, Nope. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> and he basically, you know what I'm saying, hanging out with this kid, he basically, you know, showed me he was living a whole nother life, you know what I'm saying, than I yeah. had ever even seen. But thankfully, growing up, a lot of my mentors were street dudes who turned yeah. their life around and Wired. became entrepreneurs. So they still had street morals, street mentality, street mindset, but they had transition into business and so by the time i was a teenager some of the first people i started working for was actually street dudes who changed their life like and opened up retail stores or uh you know uh, yeah. that kind of thing um
1: and that's good because i got the total i got the polar opposite because the majority of street people i knew that was on the streets didn't open up stores they were opening jail doors right now and locked up in victims of the ghetto you know it right. was rare that i seen a success story but i do know some but it was like that was kind of like my taste of it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I even remember what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there, you know, I remember, you know, the, the man's had to shop and the whole nine, but see, I never had the street mentors like that. Like, you know, the street mentors that I had would usually say, you know what, you need to get the plug so I can get it cheaper. Right,
0: right. You know,
1: so it it, it was definitely a... Uh, opposite, But at the same time, it's, you know, knowing both sides of that coin and, you know right. what I'm saying, kind of and, and, making your way out of
0: it. And the fact of the matter is, okay, let's fast forward a little bit. Once you get your feet deep into the, the streets mm-hmm. and let's say specifically the drug game or any game, um, you start looking at numbers a lot differently. You start looking yeah. at profits and expenses yeah. a lot differently. You Definitely. start looking at investment a lot differently. Yeah. Um is there anything a young person coming from the streets can apply to opening a business first and foremost? Like- yeah,
1: well, I, I think that definitely if you, you know, whether you're young or you're old and you're hustling on the streets, you know, you have to, you know, I'm, I, I'm not going to be PC because, you know, this is real. So you got to purchase the product. So, you know what I'm saying? You got to buy this. You know, you have to wait for your profit. So Uh-oh. I think that's how any business make works, that initial right? investment. Yeah, you got to buy in. Yeah, you got to
0: put everything you got on it. I yeah. remember once I was in the streets hustling. I had two hundred dollars and I put hundred eighty of it on a product. You feel me? Because mm. I was all in. Yeah. It
1: was and I, you
0: know, it was like shit. Everybody else doing it. I'm gonna have to do this shit. I want to make some money. I'm all in. It what wasn't that? no partial investment. It was yeah, kind of yeah. like, now nah, I'm all in for real, for real. Yeah. And not only are you putting more at risk when you're doing a legal activity, but at least you, you know, you understand. I think when you're coming into a business and you put all in, it's not as, it's not even like the same risk. It's like, I've been here before. I know, you know, I've yeah. risked more. Yeah. So it ain't nothing for me to invest 90% into a business because, you know, The the outcome is usually going to be positive. It's going to be a learning experience. It's going to be a gaining money experience, but it's definitely not going to be a jail experience or a criminal record experience. Yeah, for sure. And then
1: you got to always remember, too, like on that note that we was just talking, it's like, you know, you do have to put the investment in. And then let's just say, hypothetically, the streets is just like, you know, any business. Let's just say if you don't have the money, but you have the credit score and then you get this big loan from the bank, you still have to pay it back. That's just like when you get that loan from that dude on the street in the hood, you're gonna have to pay that money back. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have to dig yourself out of a hole. So that I, I see I think that's a good parallel. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Saying, you know, yeah. you, you're either gonna you know, you all on the, yeah, you're you're up on the streets, you can make you know make your own power empire by investing in yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? With hella risk. Right. And in a business world, you can make your own power empire by investing in yourself. Yeah. With you know what I'm saying? And you, can't you don't owe think, nobody back.
0: You can't just think you can dip a pinky toe into the drug game. Like once you in, yeah, you're in. They're not even gonna look at it like, oh, he was only serving little bags of this. No. Like you in, you know somebody who like they're gonna hold you accountable. But
1: a lot of people are like, you know one foot in and one foot out. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And, and I and I think that's where you know this, the streets and business is parallel in that fact too, because there's a lot of people that's halfway in the businesses and halfway foot in some other shit, and then no, now the next thing you know, the conclusion is the business end up not working. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because you ain't have 100 percent, you know, of your passion invested into it. Passion is also something you gotta invest into it.
0: Okay, so how does the kid from Milwaukee decide one day he gonna? open up a landscaping company
1: oh what you do not them
0: yeah you how'd you decide oh how I decide like out of everything you've been through oh yeah uh, one day I'm gonna just say I'm gonna do long yeah you
1: know like like honestly and shit is it's not like I grew up and I had a passion for landscaping you know what it was is it was the easiest business to start with the lowest amount of money that's Hmm. what it was it was a it was a bit it was the easiest business that I could start with the lowest amount of output, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have to invest a whole lot of money uh-huh. into this business, but it can make a whole lot of money. Cause sometimes, like, you don't want to be a, a, a dreamer. You want to have passions. You want to have goals. You know? Let's you just be say, realistic. yeah, you want to be realistic. Like you know, let's just say if you know my ultimate goal is to own a big movie production. You know what? It has to start somewhere. And I uh-huh. thought the easiest start I can get that I can make the most money the quickest, legitimate way, would be landscaping. And like I said before, I I just thought the lowest, you know, it costs the least, and it's productive because everybody needs landscaping. You know, it's like a haircut. It's like uh, being a doctor or a nurse. This is a, a, um, what what can you say, a a profession that will never die. You know what I'm saying? This profession is going nowhere. So that's another thing I was thinking too. Like, I didn't want to do something that, you know, as if I did computers and shit they're changing every year you know what I'm saying and I didn't want to do something that's gonna change on me every year I want to do something else consistent productive and can guaranteedly make me money
0: so is there anything that you have learned um, in the streets that you've had to apply to your business or your daily interactions or is there any a time where you're doing business and it's something in the streets remind you of like oh i might have handled this differently oh or because i've handled certain shit, shit in the streets i know like you know it's a yeah. world so it, i mean it's a transition and for a lot of people it's hard to transition from you know it is that it street is. life consequences okay. for every action to that businessman who is now got a little more on the line Yep. Yeah. thoughtful with his actions um you know, yeah. Well, uh, I know. Exactly. Is there any time, You know, is there anything that has related related so, from business? To me, to it streets? all
1: it always relates to business because you can have a disgruntled. You know, I have disgruntled um, clients of mine, and you know, sometimes you know they get upset they get upset. You know what I mean? And the thing is, you know, the the street me. Well say, hold on, you're trying to disrespect me and I have to check them, you know what I mean? I have to check them, you know, the, the violent way whether it's, you know, physical or violently with words or physical, you know, and that's, uh. the, that's the street mentality of it but when you're dealing with your business your reputation is on the line so your reputation is bigger than just you so you are just a seed to your reputation now your reputation, can you can have it be an empire or you can have it like Rome, your empire can get knocked down you know what I'm saying. So hmm. if, the, if you actually want to live a straight and narrow life, you know what I'm saying. You don't gotta be a sucker or a punk at no point. The thing is, how you conduct yourself is how people will um, approach you too. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, like if I get to ripping off at somebody, you know, what I mean? and they're ripping off, you know what I mean. Obviously, we're gonna be fighting fire with fire. But the thing is, what you learn professionally is how you can check somebody and put them in a place without getting upset at them. Because as a, as a person that had dealt with the streets, you already know yourself. You already know, like, if, if this person crosses this line, this is how I'm going to react, You know, no matter if it's professionally or not. Mm-hmm. But I think a good thing, you know, learning people skills and learning how to speak to people, learning how to be an MC, what you used to say, master your ceremony, learning how to, mm-hmm. how to dictate the situation with your words. And it's not like you're talking yourself out of anything. But what you're doing is you're talking yourself to not going to a level where as though you're going to take that uh, thing to the streets again. Mm. So that's just being professional I think. Right,
0: right, no doubt and, and knowing, you know, knowing how to react I think um, one of the things I learned I think a lot from The streets and applying to business Is the Importance of profit And what to do with that money You know, because when you're a small business owner And let's say you have a great first month On your grand opening, you have a lot of profit uh-huh. But then you decide to spend that money On things that aren't going to return more profit i understand that you know you yeah. end up in the hole and you're like damn my business started off good but yeah. now i invested in small things like you know things you didn't necessarily need but you wanted to keep you know making your business look better or you know investing in small things that weren't turning a profit whereas in the streets yeah. when you messed up your profit you know now you I, cannot yeah, I can't hurry up i can't get back up i might owe somebody like that's Kind of rule number one is set that profit money aside so you can come back and, and you know, and double up. So, you know, in my world of hustling and entrepreneurship, I always look at that profit money like gold, man. Yeah. Like the only place I'm putting it is back into the business to make more. Which is very right. You know, I'm not going to take, you know, a, a large chunk of that and blow it. I'm going to reinvest it, you know. So it's kind of a discipline to that and and just a a focus on hey this is important you can't waste this money Uh, to me
1: it's 100% discipline yeah and that for me
0: came directly from the streets it's like that mindset of
1: this shit can never come back. It can be gone. Like, once it's gone, it's gone.
0: Yeah. Like, you don't have
1: no investor to say, oh, you messed up your re-up money? Here, I got you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you can take that investment, next thing you know, you owe that person who gave you that uh, re-up money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, thus, which uh, segues back to what we were talking about before. It's like, You invest in yourself, or you can have people invest into you. But you're always gonna, you're not gonna always be in debt. But you got to dig yourself out of hole of people invest into you, which, which there is no problem if you have a targeted audience for whatever your business is.
0: And so, how do we get these young men and women that are in the streets with the street hustle mentality into um, starting to think more business, capitalist, more.
1: Well, I would, you know, yeah.
0: generational wealth, more entrepreneur mm. mindset. How do we teach them to use those tools for entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's like you know, you can give somebody a tool case, but necessarily they don't know how to use the tools. You know what I'm saying? Like I can give, I, mm. I can give somebody. A bag of landscaping equipment Say go to And they are looking at me like What should I do You right, know what or, I mean Thus Or give them say,
0: a rake On a little yard And if they don't know How to rake It might take them all day To rake yeah, a little yard You know what I'm saying real. So it's about
1: utilizing the Tools <laughs> you and know how to use em. The tools that's in your box yeah. So and, and what it is Is what happens is We give the youth I think a bunch of tools And they don't know How to use them yet I agree. so you know what I mean it's like up to us to kind of school them on the basics of literally the grassroot on how to use this tool and then once they master that tool then you know the world is your destiny you know the stars can only stop you then, then you can really do st- something with something you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like somebody can give me a, a whole bunch of computer parts and say yo I looked out for you and all these computer parts are worth like 30 grand right. but I don't know what the hell to do with them they'll mm-hmm. be on eBay But somebody that knew what to do with them can take that and probably turn it in $300,000. So I think, you know, the the youth, uh, I think that, you know, us as elders, man, we, you know, and what I always do, man, I, I make sure that the lessons that we teach the youth, they know the basis of them lessons. And it's just like that tool, you know, you have to know how to use this tool in order how to make it productive for you. You know, you can't walk. It's like a lot of the elders want us to walk the same paths they walked, and we can't. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, but what I can do is I can show you a path that I'll walk, walk which will assist you on your way and where you're trying to get in life. So I just think that elders, we need to let these youth know the power of the tools that they have in ways that they can use them and utilize them. Not telling them how, you know what I mean? Showing them the way and letting them kind of make their own way with the tool that, you know, we kind of just gave them. So I think that's a nip in the ass on... Some of the elders saying, yo, you got to do it like this. And, you know, it's tough to hear like that, you know, yeah, but yeah. they need to hear why the hell you got to do it like this. Yeah, they need yeah, to yeah. hear the pros and the cons, not just the bad shit, but the good things too.
0: Yeah, I think, I think I, I totally agree. I think another part of it is uh, just showing them being an entrepreneur is a whole lot more fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you have way more fun and you don't have nothing to risk as far as your livelihood or yeah. your future. Like Talk to you can you know, you can invest in hats, you know, and put your logo or material or theme or saying whatever you want on them. Yeah. And I guarantee the investment you make in each individual hat is going to be less than what you're making in each individual dime bag going and the turnaround and um, your money back is going to be way more. And you ain't got to answer to nobody, pay for nobody or break no laws or risk nothing because... You know, it's it's out here for everybody. It's on the internet. You can go buy your products anywhere. It's legal and fun to be a legit entrepreneur. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like you can make more money. If I I feel like a lot of the dudes in our community when we grew up, they victims because nobody told them that man, you could sell custom T-shirts, bro. You could cut hair, bro. You could do anything you want as long as you are willing to make that same investment you put into the streets into something yeah. positive and you know financially lucrative like smart so you know i think it's you know we got to show them as you said like we got to lead them but also show them and so um you know on a segue that's why we do the youth entrepreneur summit Um, We've had two already. We're going to be working on a new Youth Entrepreneur Summit. So all of our listeners out there, stay tuned. We will have another Youth Entrepreneur Summit in 2020. The Youth Entrepreneur Summit is an opportunity for us to get the young people in the community and the adult entrepreneurs in one building in order to um, share ideas, network, um, build bridges, and just basically continue to support the young entrepreneurs in the community because we know they're not getting support in school from being entrepreneurs and we know the financial situation in our city for most of the young people and adults and so you know what's the what's the alternative what's the fix we want to bring people together and we want to create resources we want to create equity by bringing people together yes and um you know and make it real so that's just something that basically we did for the people and it took off very well there's photos from the last entrepreneur summit you guys could check it out online um, King tell man. Um, uh, yeah. I, I want to talk more about the landscaping company. What yes. is what is your like five year vision for it? Where do you see it?
1: Where I see it basically, the five year vision of it is basically having um multiple, multiple basically, um, chains of greenest thumb. Like, I, I just kind of I want greenest thumb to really be grassroots. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I could do McDonald's and I can do that, but I like to, you know, I want it to be a, a grassroots organization, you know business that basically caters to like old folks and people that really can't do their lawn and people that you know people that walk outside and want to drink a cup of coffee in their backyard and you know smell flowers and things like that you know like the 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 old school things that you know that we kind of don't think about now that they take for granted you know aesthetic beauty I, I think that people love seeing things that are beautiful. And ain't nothing like when your house is beautiful, let alone you walk out in your yard and it's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So the five-year vision, man, is to take this and let's just say, if it's not the landscaping aspect, it's, you know, I can even teach people how to do this, you know, like mentally. And I, you know, I I wanna have it more just, you know, kinda not necessarily we're driving the trucks around and just doing it for you, but kinda like teaching you how to do it for yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Making it more like a, a mental health and a, you know, you know kind of a wellness type thing you know almost like mindfulness because you know that's and that's what I want it to be I want it to be bigger than just you know somebody cutting your grass I want you know I want you to be able to cut your grass and you have this sense of pride and you know you like I said previously Mm -hmm. not to reiterate you see this this aesthetic beauty outside, you walk outside and you have a cup of coffee and you, you smell the flowers and you and you're mm-hmm. seeing these you seeing all the vegetables and things you planted and you're seeing this wildlife around and yeah. you know I live in an urban area and shit I have wildlife coming around it's mm-hmm. it's it's actually cool, so i just want i i want to give that to the people that never seen that before and I think it's a it's a it's like a dinosaur it's a lost art in the world that we live in today so you know like i said it's a deep five-year plan but it's bigger than just mowing lawns i kind of wanted to make it be like a class and like you know like i said you know health and you know wellness and you know just you know things that make it's almost like a, a meditation type thing you know I, I want people to feel good about themselves and mm-hmm. going out and seeing your grass look good and your lawn look good you know that 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 puts your mind state in a different place so
0: yeah no doubt and you got the education to back it as well like you know you You've been going to school all your life, yeah. you've been studying, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, all angles. Yep, I think I um, it's truly an inspiration to somebody who is uh, maybe thinking about starting a business, Word. Thank you, you know, that comes from the inner city but hasn't really found their way yet and, you know, and wants to give something to try. You know, one of the couple things I got in this to kind of recap for our listeners is you know, number one, know that you you gotta invest all in. You can't halfway invest. You can't dip your toe in the water. You gotta jump in. You gotta invest all the way in. Um, number two is uh, damn. I had number two, but I, I number think two. <laughs> number two. two. I think number two was um, in regards to basically the profit and knowing yeah. you know.
1: Basically, it, basically up, you yeah. can
0: come in with a business with. Little expense and find huge profit. Speak. Um, and and start up slow and small and grow big. Um, and, you know, not coming in overwhelming yourself. Be realistic. I say, if I want to sum up number two, be a real, be realistic. You know, if you have a startup and you got an idea, maybe you can come at it with a small approach. Like you say, you started your landscape company with a few tools. Word. And then you upgraded to a truck. And then, you know, you bought more tools. Correct. And you did what you needed to do. And that's... That's, that's the nothing out of something mentality I think that we, we find in, in the streets as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yep. There's very, there's a lot of parallels to the streets and to entrepreneurship. And, you know, I, I just want to, you know, close on saying, you know, young people don't be scared to invest into the future. Because the thing is, selling drugs and being on the streets and doing street stuff, like, There there is a short-term goal. There is a short-term effect to it. You do have short-term um you know results. objectives yeah. and results that you hit, but the thing is, it it doesn't last long. Everybody that you know on the streets, even the young people, y'all can say it. OG owns some. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, this drug thing doesn't last forever, and you you got to understand also that the drug thing, with all respect, and to keep this PC is monitored by you know who. So right. the thing is. Get your uh, get your business monitored by you know who, so you can get a beautiful tax return, and don't get uh don't don't get the other monitored, whereas though you get locked up or put yourself in a predicament to jeopardize your future uh you know quality of life. So young folks, do this, man. It's it's not that hard. The it's investment not. is better than than the game. And
0: in the words of great Master P, you know, get in and get out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That street game. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like he, he's one of the. Guys I look up to when I look at guys who basically, you know, turned their circumstance into something major. I've studied Master P um, and all his accomplishments. But, you know, he's another guy who I'd like to ask certain questions about, you know, that transition from, you know, street man to CEO from, or from the shoebox to, you know, the safe, you know what I mean? Literally. From, from Literally. Kool-Aid to champagne, Talk you know what I mean? I mean, Talk I'm just saying, him. the man did his thing, and um, we got a lot of those entrepreneurs too. In Milwaukee, that have that sort of potential to rise above their circumstance and turn it around. And young entrepreneurs, too, because you never know what's in the mind of, like, you know, a young person. You know, he could be on the wrong track now, you Mm -hmm. know, and then all of a sudden turn his. Street skills into, you know, something that helps the world or changes the world or makes yeah. it a better place or helps people who are in need. So I agree. That's why I don't judge people by their cover. I definitely don't judge young people by their actions when they're in the streets because I see potential for so much more. You know, they can develop into chemists, they could develop yes. into scientists, they Sweet. can develop into doctors talk or to them. you know. So speak your thing, speak your thing, brother. I mean it's it's just real talk. So how do we end this? Uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Yes. um, And let y'all know we got more podcasts to come. 2020, the goal is to give y'all a new podcast each and every day, at least 30 minutes. I'll sit down with an entrepreneur who has some insightful information to kind of take you to the next level. All I ask is that you make sure and save the podcast, share the podcast, and, you know, just keep the word pumping. There's also the Facebook group Entrepreneur for Life. We just reached 1,900 People on the Facebook group, and that's a huge accomplishment. I'm super excited about that. Make sure y'all go to Facebook and look up entrepreneur number four life and join the conversation. Post your business, post your um, upcoming events, post your meetups. Um, The group is all for young entrepreneurs and also, more importantly, invite a friend who supports small businesses because it's one thing for us to all to get together, but we got to be able to share our services and our our genius ideas with the world. So please invite a friend who supports small businesses to not only the Facebook group, but also the podcast. And if there's anybody in the area you'd like me to interview, please email me at Gideon029 at gmail.com. That's G-I-D-E-O-N-029 at gmail.com. Once again, Entrepreneur for Life podcast. Thank you for listening. We out.